on maynard.com.au. AU! Welcome to Bunga Bunga 30! Here we are at Bunga Bunga 30! Oh my god! Oh my god! you can hear in the background. It's a bit of a field trip. We have never been outside your place or the Madame Fru-Fru before, Tim, and this is a bit frightening. It is a little bit frightening. There are monsters, but also there are heroes and heroines. <laughs> outside, there was a homeless person. It's got the lot. I think that was someone from a DC comic. I don't think that was a homeless person. Oh, right. Yeah, we don't talk to those, and we certainly don't give them spare change. I think he was someone from New Earth, and that's one for all of DC comic fans out there. We've got a video we're shooting as well. We're doing complete multimedia saturation, but there's a big question which we're going to ask most people today. What is that Bunga Bunga burning social issue today, Tim? The Bunga Bunga's burning issue is empire. Or rebels. We'll get your answer at the top, Tim. Oh, it's got to be empire. I mean, the rebels are monarchist terrorists. That's what they do. They blow up public spaces. They blew up a Death Star. They're the ones who call it a Death Star. The empire just called it a military installation for observation. I've looked at this whole issue and I've realised that the whole Star Wars thing is basically a war about taxation without representation. And Jar Jar Binks, the main reason I hate him is because he was completely behind a flat tax. Princess Leia, once someone's gone out with Jabba the Hutt, I think, well, really, that's it. I can't sleep with that person. Tainted? <laughs> Tainted, that's right. Taint yours, taint mine. We are doing a Fez count here today, too, because I'm a big fan of the Doctor Who Red Fez. We haven't seen one yet. Do you think there's a chance we'll see a Fez today, the Matt Smith Doctor Who? I don't think that's a real thing, is it? We'll be going for the most unusual costume of the day, but we're only in the foyer at the moment. My God, there's a Fez. There's a Fez right there. Oh, my God. Look at him, look at him. Oh, my God. Here's someone dressed as one of the more unpopular doctors. Can we meet him? Let's just wander over to him, shall we? Colin's a good friend of mine. He'd love to see this happen. Look at that. Look, Tim, just describe what we're looking at before we talk to the gentleman. We're looking at Colin Baker's Doctor Who's costume, and it's uh, impeccable. It's perfect. Who have we got here, sir? Corey. Oh, Corey, why did you pick someone who, although one of the colourful Doctor Who carries characters, is often known as the unpopular Doctor? Well, I think that's just it. He has a sense of flamboyancy. Not many people like him. He's a bit obscure. So I thought, well, why not represent? His doctor did a bit of punching and had a bit of anger that a lot of the other doctors didn't have. Well, I don't know about anger. Maybe a bit of stoicness. Where does this doctor sit in the pantheon of doctors you like, Tim? Oh, he's very high for me. I went on tour with uh, some of the doctors and Colin was one of them, Colin Baker. And he really is um, a tremendous person and a great actor, very funny guy, good improviser and way better than that guy, the vet guy who wore the cricket costume. We didn't even say his name. Davidson. Oh, see, you've gone and said it. Where does this Doctor sit with contemporary Who fans? Even if they may not like the Doctor himself, I think they enjoy the costume and the, the effort that's gone into creating it. Where do you get a Colin Baker outfit? Well, I didn't make it myself. Oh, it's and a... the question we're asking everybody, Rebels or Empire? Which one you go for? Oh, Rebels every time. <laughs> And here we are, it's the appearance of Tim Ferguson at Supernova 2016.
Tim, the first thing when you come in the door, what do you want to do? What do you want to see? Well, we've got Marvel Comics on the left, and then we've got what looks like more Marvel Comics on the right. So I guess we do it alphabetically left. Tim, when you're at this sort of thing, what's the only thing you really get into? I like talking to the fans themselves. The fans are the most fun. They're all dressed up in all the costumes you'd want. It would be great to meet you know, the odd celebrity, but what are they going to say? Well, I'm having such a great time here in Australia. It's been really good. It was great fun making the series. It was so good making the movie. Steven Spielberg is a nice guy. You know, all that stuff. Whereas we're about to meet people who know everything about their topic. So there's lots of stuff for sale here. Is there anything you're actually looking out for, Tim? But I imagine you would have just about everything fanish in your house already. Yeah, I'm looking for any Breaking Bad toys. There are action figures for Breaking Bad. Very hard to get a hold of because they've been made illegal because nobody has a sense of humour. Wow. There's a guy right here in a Teenage Mutant Ninja. Let's original. talk to him. Hello, sir. How are you? I see you're wearing the original 80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'm Matthew. Hi, Matthew. We're asking a lot of people the big question here, of course, Rebels or Empire? Matthew, which you go for? I've refused to be apolitical in this area. So you're sort of sitting on the fence. You're like the Greens party of that but question. As I understand the idea, the Empire was kind of like King George against the Americans, where the Rebels were more the independents going for the Americans themselves. Over so to Tim. Tim, as a Star Wars expert, how do you feel about that statement? Who said later became part of the Australian Empire that is now the British Empire. Tim? What, are you going to put the French in charge of Star Wars? There are no French Star Wars for very good reason. I'm just very glad that you thought that much about it. You, you can't just be yes or no, dude. You've got to look at these things. You're a great man, by the way. I'm... I know, worries. Tim, we're at a bit of a weaponry cabinet here. You said you were looking around for some weaponry stuff. Why is that? You know, it's about the one that got away. In the 80s, there was a Rambo Bowie knife. It had Rambo's name chiseled. Was that from in... the very first movie, the first Blood movie? Rambo 2, the superior Rambo movie without all the feelings. It's the one that tried to bring about the trauma of Vietnam. You don't want that one, do you, really? That was more dramatic, whereas the second one was just Rambo killing a bunch of guys without all the guilt. Now, is there anything that even approaches your knife in that cabinet? None of these are as professionally made as that one. Back then was uh, rare because nobody else was making weapons that were attached to movie franchises. But as you can see, there are hundreds of different weapons, uh, Klingon weapons, Romulan knives. We also have everything from Xena the Warrior. There are Lord of the Rings. And speaking of weapons, can I ask you how you felt about removing the shotguns from certain scenes in E.T. movies so that it wasn't as menacing with the government agents? I believe he removed the shotguns near the kids. How did you feel about him retrospectively taking the weapons out of the movie. That's no fun at all, considering that E.T. was arriving here to kill us all eventually. It was going to be between us and the little E.T. people. That's how the world works. As we wander along, we've got, I think that's Roger and Jessica. Is that who we've got here? Why don't you do right like some other man do? Yeah. Why did you decide on this costume for Supernova this year? It's a nice classic. I like the mix of live action and cartoon. No one's confused you as Mork from Ork, have they? No, standing next to her, I can't be confused for anyone. I didn't even notice you were there. But <laughs> Roger Rabbit, great to meet you. Do you think Jessica was well treated by the world? may have been slightly hypersexualized, but you know what? She's just drawn that way. It's not her fault. Good point, Jim. She's just drawn that way. <laughs> Can you do the voice? Not nearly as well as her. <laughs> <laughs> Get a photograph with you guys. Just Get out of here and give me 
We just bumped into a guy here who's a comic character we don't know. This is like some of the ones Tim and I have been talking about. Like there was Snowstorm and there was the Transvestite Street in New Earth. It was a DC comic. But yep. what have you got here, sir? I'm Digger Harkness, a.k.a. Captain Boomerang. Obviously an Australian character or not? Yep, he's from Gippsland. What's his weakness and what's his power? He's not too smart. He gets on Deadshot's nerves and he has an array of boomerangs and he's a marksman with them kind of cool. He's not too smart, he gets into trouble. He's a bogan. I think that's fantastic. Great powers, you got two boomerangs, did he always carry two? Usually has like a belt on him, multiple boomerangs, he's got explosive ones, gas boomerangs, razor boomerangs. A gas boomerang? Throws it and then go pshh. He's in an upcoming movie called The Suicide Squad and he's being played by Aussie actor Jai Courtney. And the question we're asking everyone today is Rebels or Empire? Which one are you with, sir? The Rebels. Rebels to restore the old republic. God, yes. seize him! Tim's got a problem with that, the whole monarchist thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Tim, we're just going past some of the new Ghostbusters costumes which are in a cabinet here. How do you feel about the all-female Ghostbusters? There seems to be a big storm about the fact that it's all girls for some reason. I'll grow some balls, guys. If you were being real men, if you were really thinking ahead, you would say, gee, I wish the first Ghostbusters had been female. You've got the funniest actresses on the planet. You've got Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. It's going to be awesome. People have been saying, oh, it's just going to be Charlie's Angels with ghosts, but it won't be. Will it? Charlie's Angels had Charlie, whereas the Ghostbuster characters, you know, they're all by themselves. I want to see four women crossing streams. I just want to see that metaphorically and in actuality. Well, the Bill Murray character, a lot's been made about the fact that he's actually a skeptic in the original film. Yeah, he's the one who's the non-believer who finally realises that the ghosts are real, man. They're real. Is there a character you're hoping to see here tonight? I want to see uh, Princess Amidala in her white jumpsuit. Also, it would be funny to see a guy brave enough to dress as Jagdar Binks. He's just so unpopular, that character, isn't it? Deeply unpopular, and the funny thing about Jar Jar Binks is, given the nature of Jar Jar Binks, he's not going to become popular. He's just going to be notorious. Oh, my God. Welcome to Bunga Bunga on location here at Supernova 2016. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maynard. This is great to be here with all of our friends. Yay! Look, we're all dressed up too. Tim, what are you dressed as? I'm dressed as Bane from the third Batman film. You know, Bane. <laughs> the guy you couldn't understand. So I think I mainly look like James Masters as Spike, but that's only in my head. Who knows what the hell I'm dressed as. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We're going to go steal some stuff, do some shoplifting, and do the stuff you normally do when you're hanging out at Supernova 2016 with Bunga Bunga. Bunga, bunga! We're here with a guy dressed as one of the original Ghostbusters. How you feel about the new Ghostbusters movie? Their costumes are a bit more utilitarian this time around. There's none of that stuff hanging off it. Sad that it's a remake, but I'll be interested to see it. I think the girls will do a good job. This might put you out of a job. You'll be one of the classic Ghostbusters Prime guys. I'll stay retro. That's fine. Funny how no one ever wants to be the Rick Moranis character from that film. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I think we're in your wheelhouse here. A Star Wars character. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and of course, you know which robot you are, but you better say it. I'm BB-8 from 
from Star Wars. Why that one? He was a fan favourite. He's really, really cute. I like cute things. I made it myself. Been a few late nights in that costume, is there? I actually applied the last coat of paint this morning at 6.30 and then had to frantically try and dry it in front of a heater. How do you know you've got the correct colour orange there? I'll be perfectly honest, I don't think I do have the correct colour oh. orange. How do you get on with someone who might be dressed as R2-D2? Is that an issue or not? R2-D2, you know, we're friends. We're friends. It's cool. It's cool. We're both equally popular, I like to feel. I feel like equally popular at the moment. The big question, BB-8, Empire or Rebels? Rebels. <laughs> well, it's not really a shock. Bunga, bunga bunga! I met Dion Lister on Twitter through publishing links, and it's great to meet you here, Dion. This is fantastic. Yeah, Dion, you've gone the path less travelled and not gone so much with the publisher, but that means you get to keep more money, but that means you have to do all the work. It sure does. It also means I get the covers I want. Oh. And I get to tell the story I want to tell. Now that's something, yeah, because when you're an author, you don't get to choose your covers. No, you don't. I imagine you probably wanted Fabio on the front. No. Oh, I, what? I write fantasy. There's no Fabios in my book. You, you meet in with a few other authors here. It's a little author cabal you've got going. It is. Well, we're also here with Evolved Publishing, which is a small press, and we have quite a few of their books. It's all speculative fictions, which obviously suits the audience that are here today. Well, it looks like you've certainly got something worth having a look at. Let people know what website they can find all your books at. You can find me at DionListerWriter.com. And just on the side, do you do like slash fiction under another name when no one's looking? I do actually. I... <laughs> All authors do. <laughs> I also write under the name of Eloise March and I have a uh, book out called Close Call, a Doris and Gemma Vag venture. There's talking genitals in that, but it's not pornography. Uh, no, of course it's not. What side do you come down? Do you go on the Rebels or the Empire? The Empire. <laughs> have to be traditional. What are you dressed as, Jacob? Myself. Well, what did you think he was dressed as, Tim? I thought you were the guy from the film Dogma, who goes oh, around with the dude. So you are wearing a costume without making an effort. Yeah. I love that. Silent Bob. <laughs> Silent Bob. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, very well done. Uh, you go for the Rebels or for the Empire? The Rebels. Hang on, hang on. Actually, this is a very rare thing, Tim. We actually met someone who actually likes your artwork. What's your name? Your vision is quite fine, isn't it? Actually, no. I have two different pairs of glasses. It's all good. <laughs> You're a fan of Tim's artwork. I've heard Tim complimented on a lot of things, including his impressive penis, but never his artwork. Well, I've seen his artwork. What do you think Tim brings to the art world? Oh, it's definitely unique. It's got a bit of a raw element to it. That's what you say about someone who can't draw, which actually is technically true. And I should say they're penis impressions, not impressions of my penis. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our Bunga Bunga field trip. Thank you. This is a, a Jedi. Now, from his robes, tell us what Dan is or whatever. Well, they don't have Dan's. Well, he's a brown belt. This is certainly a fully-fledged Jedi. Hey, how you doing? Have you met a few other Jedis here? How's your costume? fit up against theirs? Pretty good in comparison. I've seen a few, but I don't think they're as good as mine, to be honest. Because we're on the radio here and no one's going to see you, what's the lamest costume you've seen so far? Have you seen someone who's just kind of turned up in something they bought online that didn't fit? There's a guy walking around without a shirt on with a bow tie, and that's probably the lamest thing we've seen so far. Is he a Chippendale dancer or something? It must be, yeah, just black pants and white bow tie, and that was it. So. Timmy, you got any idea what that might be? It's Bruce Wayne after hours. Rebel or Empire? For sure the Rebels. What do you reckon they've got going for them? Everything. How are you with the chastity thing that rebels are called upon to involve themselves with? Oh, I'm not sure, actually, yeah. Oh, this could be news to him, Tim. 
Yeah, it is news, actually, yeah. Yeah, what's all, what's all this about? Is this canon you're talking about or not? Anakin Skywalker seemed all torn up about it. He wasn't allowed to go out with Amidala. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was frowned upon, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Got the eye out for a Jar Jar Binks costume. Has anyone dared to step into Supernova 2016 with a Jar Jar Binks costume? He's a called Jar Jar Binks. That would be an amazing costume. I would have to get a photo with Jar Jar Binks, for sure. Yeah, just the pure guts of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Everyone hates Jar Jar Binks. It's a hate-love relationship with Jar Jar Binks, but yeah. Tim, I know you're all up in the face about the Star Wars, but what have we got here? This looks like the Doctor Who Muppet crossover. Yes, just a bit. Describe it for the listener. I'm dressed up as the 11th Doctor. That'd be Matt Smith. And uh, alongside me, I've got Kermit the Frog. Hi-ho! So cool. It's a bit hard to do both at the same time. I can understand that. Doctor Who and the Muppets are diametrically opposed in some ways, too. There's not a lot of crossover in those two universes. What do you reckon, Tim? Not a lot of crossover, but once you start talking at Gonzo, you start to realise that perhaps there is a very big universe. In the Doctor's Wife episode, which was a Matt Smith episode, I thought the TARDIS was a little bit Miss Piggy in her behaviour. Oh, definitely, yes. My previous self, the 10th Doctor, was actually a big Muppet fan. He mentioned that on screen quite a few times. Look, and the thing I'd like to know is, where's your fez, man? The fez for Matt Smith was fantastic. I don't have a fez at the moment. It was stolen by a Riversong cosplayer. True story. Oh. I'm pretty sure that I've seen you in a film clip before, <laughs> played by Dave from the Rhythmics, played your character in a film clip. Why is a raven like a writing desk? Well, hang on, what, you're doing Riddler stuff from Batman? <laughs> this is a crossover character, Tim. Which of the Mad Hatters have you based your costume on? Sort of a mix of the book version and the recent movie. Looks fantastic. You've gone to a lot of effort. The hat is huge. Did you make it? Yeah, I did actually. It's just fabric and cardboard, really. Is there any other Alice in Wonderland stuff here? I've seen probably two other Mad Hatters and a few, couple of Alices that said hi. Cool. That must be a weird moment when you see another Mad Hatter staring at you, starting to think, hey, maybe there was something in that tea. We've all got to acknowledge each other and tip the hats. And that alone's a lot of work. It is. I've got to hold it on. Rebels or Empire, we have to ask people. Always rebels. Yeah, your empire's not looking too good this moment, Tim. More monarchists in Australia than we thought. Tim, we just had someone come up to you and say thanks for all the joy that you've given him. I've seen that happen a few times to you. How do you react to such a broad and strong compliment? Well, it's hard to know which exact project he might have been talking about. In all of the mess, there was something that brought joy. It may have been episode 38 of Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. And here we are continuing along. Explain to the viewer who you are. Viking. Kind of dangerous ones too. So does all that stuff go on the longboat that we heard goes on on the longboat? What goes on on the longboat stays on the longboat? Yeah, what goes on the longboat stays on the longboat. It's a good thing too. It's not every day you meet Marshal Zhukov. You've gone for the military look there. Explain to us what costume you've got for Tim and me. Well, this is a Soviet-Russian costume. So I wasn't far wrong with Marshal Zhukov, was I? Or were you Rozovsky? Well, which one are you? Were you aiming for one in particular? And how the hell did you survive the purge? You must have been a suck-up. I wasn't aiming for anything in particular. I basically survived the purge by hiding in Siberia. Where were you when the Winter War with Finland was going on? Well, I was in the Siberian front waiting for the Japanese to invade. Clever man, though. That was the place to be during that particular <laughs> conflict. I have to say, it's a real pleasure to meet you and I'm hoping that the communist regime will return. Are you with the rebels or the empire? I think I might know the answer to this. I'm gonna have to say empire I'm afraid. Empire! <laughs> what are you dressed as next to the general here? Emma Frost from X-Men. It's a hard one to keep that white makeup on all day but isn't it? You've got to keep reapplying it. It is quite difficult especially when it's raining outside. Well welcome to Bunga Bunga here. What's your name sir? Salvador. Tim you picked this man out of the crowd here. Oh yeah yeah I just think your weapon is fantastic. Yeah. It looks very steampunk too. Yeah, it is. Welcome to Bunga Bunga. Hello. 
<laughs> thing one and thing two, I'm a huge fan. When I was a kid, I just liked the mess you made. And, and explain to the listeners out there where you're from and why you chose these costumes, thing one and thing two. We're from Dapto, and I bought them when I was at Universal Studios in Hollywood, and I thought my sister and I need them, because we're always wreaking havoc. And has anyone noticed your outfits today? A lot of people. Yeah, a few people. What's the lamest, worst costume you've seen here that someone's had on? No costume at all. That's true. And what's the best one you've seen? I saw one that was the clown from American Horror Story. It looked just like he did in the show. It's so real. And like... he had the creepy, creepy stare as he walked past. I usually come every year. This wow. is my sister's first time. There's all these like-minded weirdos hanging out together. It's really cool. It's nice to know you're not the only one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Voom? You know, in Cat in the Hat, thing one, thing two, make a bit of a mess. But then they go get Voom. <laughs> oh, gosh. I used to play a game, a Cat in the Hat game, and it was my favourite. I loved it. Tim, describe what we've bumped into here. It looks pretty cool. We have bumped into an ATAT, an Imperial ATAT. And good on you, sir. My name's Jeff. And Jeff, it looks like you've been to Aldi and you've got a few strong boxes and put them <laughs> together here. How did you make this? Pretty much just spray painted and duct taped a big cardboard box, put a couple of holes in it. How'd you get it here? But coming here on the bus must have been hell. Oh man, I packed it into my uh, sister's small little car. It wasn't easy, but made it. Was this your first choice or did you originally want to be the Death Star and you had to scale it down. Got to start small and work your way up. Tim, in what movie does this device feature the most? We first see these in uh, Empire Strikes Back and they popped up in the latest Star Wars film but the best thing about this costume is the beautiful detail of <laughs> underneath we have Luke Skywalker shimming his oh look he can shimmy on the inside that's great that is you can actually wind Luke up into your into your hindquarters. Yes sneaky little Luke. That's someone who's made some effort isn't it? Big effort. We're just on patrol here things are a bit tight we're doing a slow walk here what happens in the uh, uh, stays in the uh, uh, and I've got some rebel soldier crawling up me clacker it's not exactly the most comfortable thing to do but I'll tell you it's the best costume because you don't really have to wear any pants. Hello here we have someone who is relatively sanely dressed after I've just been inside what looks like a large cardboard camel with a rebel clawing up my bum what, what's your name? I'm Veronica I'm human aerial. There's a couple of states she exists in isn't there? There is I technically shouldn't be talking right now but let's just say I got away with kissing the prince before. And what's that you've got there? This is flounder. Compared to some of the costumes this is a relatively easy one to put together. Yes it definitely is I actually commissioned this one from an artist online to make for me. I've been in a ball gown every year for the past couple of years so I thought it was time to tone it down a bit. Well what we like is lifestyle tips here on Bunga Bunga. When a, a girl or anyone's going out and they've got their makeup has got to be solid and last all day like yours has to do here and you haven't got a lot of time to touch up and the toilets are really busy what's some tips you can give us? Definitely a really good setting powder for the ladies wearing the makeup. After it goes on so like a just a transparent powder will keep it on a really long time and just always carry your makeup around in, a, in your purse and a compact mirror that way you can do it anywhere. And what's the thing that's usually the most troublesome is it smeared eye makeup or lipstick that wants to go for a journey they're both equally evil mm. Mm. and you still look perfect you look like ariel with legs i really tried hard empire or rebels what are you going for going for the rebels we were just talking to some people who had someone in their family that had MS and they were chatting to you and you speak in that special language that only other people that had that would talk about do most people with MS, are they able to recognise the drugs the other people are taking? There's only a small number, so if someone goes, oh yeah, oh, yeah I've had that, I had this side effect, you have those sort of conversations? It's just like anybody, we just talk about the drugs, get what are you having, what are you having? <laughs> I tried that one, it's pretty good. This one left me feeling exhausted, that one really pepped me up. It's the same as everybody at a dance party. Oh, hello. 
We've got some very stoic stormtroopers, Tim. Yeah, shoot me. <laughs> Again, you missed. If a stormtrooper is aiming their weapon at me, I am perfectly safe. And how do these guys feel about Spaceballs? Is there an issue with that too? We all like Spaceballs, the Star Wars fans. How did you feel about the Stormtroopers initially back in the 70s there, Tim, when you first saw the movie? Did you find them to be an evil character or a comic one or an exciting one? They're terrifying. I did not bat an eyelid when 112,000 Stormtroopers were blown up at the end of the first Star Wars film. I thought, good riddance. We'll just see if we can have a word to our man inside the mask. How is it going? inside the costume today. Very warm. What's your record for having it on? How many hours? Uh, about five hours. Little kids come up and kick your shins and do things like that. Little kids can be annoying to people in costumes. They can be. <laughs> a lot of them just think that we're statues, so it's good to freak them out when we move. <laughs> mm. Of course, this is the 501st Legion we're talking to here. These just ain't anybody. I guess you'd be going with the Empire. Definitely. Empire! We've come around to the Rebels side here. You Rebels, you just, don't, you just don't seem to have the gear together as much. You always seem to have this tubing and stuff. It's all not flush like the Stormtroopers. Is it a budgetary problem? It certainly is a budgetary problem. We need to look into it. We've spoken to Lord Vader several times. I am. But he doesn't want to come back with any information that could help us out. Rebels are monarchist terrorists. Yeah, they are. So keep away from them. Tim, there's plenty of people with wheelchairs and everyone's got a better one than you. You have the crappiest wheelchair of everyone here. <laughs> I haven't spent any money on it. A lot of them have the sports wheelchair too, I've noticed. A sports wheelchair has like the angled wheels and it's got a sporty person inside of it. Richard Saunders, look, you're doing a sterling job taking photos and doing crowd control today, Richard. It's like a big public appearance for Tim, isn't it? All these people, forget the costumes, they're all coming over to say hello to Tim. It's great to see you. Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga, of course. We've met a few Bunga Bunga yeah. fans and that surprised me. Tim, you're a big Star Wars fan. We've got a whole bunch of rebels dressed up. They do have somewhat of a budget problem as far as their outfits go. The st I mean, the Stormtroopers, they're all sleek. Stormtroopers are sleek. Everybody knows Stormtroopers get laid, usually by each other. Whereas for the rebels, it's all so monarchist. Actually, who do they swear their allegiance to? They swear their allegiance to whichever royal happens to be in charge. The royals get elected, apparently, which doesn't sound very royal. Yeah, how does that happen? I no, it's only a family lineage if you happen to have just been elected and you have a baby immediately. Otherwise, it's whoever gets elected next. How have the Rebels' popularity been proving? People are noticing us, mainly because of the colour, more than anything else. <laughs> they also look like New South Wales emergency workers, and with all the rain we've had lately, people must be coming up. Hey, my roof! Oh, yes, we do. And what's the strangest question you've been asked here what, today? To dance to Taylor Swift, actually. Being asked to dance. Because everyone knows that every Rebel's a hot-foot dancer, Tim. your opinion as people who know what they're doing about Jar Jar Binks? We're hoping that he will eventually appear on the new Death Star, give us something to shoot at. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We've just bumped into Supergirl, a bit of a weary looking Supergirl. You've been here for a few hours, hey? No, I haven't, but I'm really sick. <laughs> you dragged yourself out of your sick bed to come here, didn't you? I did, yes. What's the worst costume you've seen? Come on. I did see someone, they were just completely white and they kept on screaming, moisturize me, which is a Doctor Who reference, but it was kind of creepy. <laughs> Get better. I don't see any angels, too. They often have the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Weeping angels come in and out of fashion, of course. And look, every time you see a crying baby in a pram, stop yelling Davros, because I don't think they're doing that character. When they pull that crying face, they look like Davros. <laughs> the inventor of the Daleks and someone who wasn't scared to have a hissy fit. I'm Bane from Dark Knight. My name's Tim, this is Yep. We have some wonderful costumes here. Please explain to the listener what you are dressed as today. I'm dressed as Cinderella from the 2015 movie. 
I'm glad you were very specific because there's been lots of Cinderella's. I'm the fairy godmother from Cinderella, the 2015 live movie. Why did that movie pique your interest in Cinderella? Why those costumes? Why that version of Cinderella? The fairy godmother's in a Marie Antoinette styled dress and that's why I liked it. Yeah, touch of Jean-Paul Gaultier about the whole thing. Yeah, very Baroque. Tim, these are lovely costumes. Oh, they're beautifully made and you guys just look awesome. You look regal. I made both of them. So how many hours were you up late at night? Took me about 500 hours. And that one took me about 150. And what do they like to wear? Is it the kind of thing you can wear for eight hours or are you going to be exhausted fairly shortly? Exhausted. I can see you pulling up the bustle. Does the bustle keep coming down, does it? Yeah, hers keeps flipping around and mine is actually too long, so I keep stepping on my own dress. You don't want to fall over in that dress. It's not a good look. No, it's not. (laughs) Hang on. You're not wearing glass slippers. You're wearing Converse All-Stars. It actually matches the outfit. Well done. I got slippers. Tim, I think we can see a Spider-Man here. Which version of Spider-Man do you like the most? theatrically speaking. I like Spider-Man from Spider-Man 1 the third time. Yeah, Spider-Man 1 just gets better and better. Who we got in there, Spider-Man? We've got Peter Parker. How's the vision in those eyes? You know, it's not great. They fog up a lot. What is your favourite version of Spider-Man movie? Which is the one you go, yeah, that's the one I like the most? I'm going to have to say Peter Parker was best as Tobey Maguire. And then the best Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield up until we got Tom Holland. Kids love the Spider-Man. I reckon Spider-Man could be more popular than Batman these days. Well, Spider-Man's well ahead. I mean, Batman didn't even turn up in Batman versus Superman. And how many hours can you stay in your classic costume there? Uh, hopefully I don't time out too soon. Probably another couple of hours, then I'll take the mask off, be Peter Parker for a could while. You'd be a casual Peter Parker kind yeah. of guy. Oh, great, man. This is Punisher, of course, from the great comic books, but also the brilliant movie Punisher. You're my hero, man. What's that feel like? Feels good, man. Thank you. Not, not any guy can just put on the outfit, Tim. You've got to have a certain jajare. Well, you have to have done a few push-ups. Clearly, Punisher has. You're sort of like a tall Jean-Claude Van Damme. Probably the best compliment. A less confusing backstory than he's got as well. Why the Punisher, apart from the fact that it seems to suit you? My second favourite Marvel character. As I age, I like him more and more. What's the uh, Punisher's reason for being in actions all about, Tim? The great thing about the Punisher is he is a bit older, he's lived a life, he's done stuff, he's been places. He's not like Peter Parker, 15 years old, can take photographs and gets bitten by a spider. Punisher actually earns it. But here's a question that the Punisher might be torn by. Rebels or Empire, Punisher? Yeah, Empire. Yeah! Yeah. All right! My shoes are coming apart here. I need some superhero shoes. These are like normal work shoes. These are the ones I wear at the cafe I work at. I'm Annalise Wild. I'm from Emu Plains, and I think I'm like one of the side characters from Angel Beats. Why this character? It's just a random one my sister actually had in her wardrobe. She actually bought a few years ago, so may as well. And what do you make of the whole thing here? It's great being with like-minded people, particularly if you're from way out west. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I really love about it is you get to be who you want to be. So you see guys dressed as girls and girls dressed as guys, and no one can judge you. Mm. No matter if you're an skilled cosplayer or if you're an amateur cosplayer or if you're a rookie, you can be who you want to be and no one can judge. It is truly generalist. What's been the worst costume you've seen? Because there's some people who just haven't been making an effort. Mm-mm. Some like who do a character but add their extra twist but it's not really a good twist. Yeah, and it's one that people don't get. It might be one they know but no one else does. Yeah, yeah, that's 
I saw a Pikachu a couple of years ago that was actually done like as a rapper style, so you saw like the long pants, the backwards oh, cap. Okay. It was a pretty cool twist, but you do think it's a little bit weird as well. Thank you for joining us on our video and on our Bunga Bunga show. Bunga Bunga. Just been accosted by a very interesting costume. What are you, sir? We are Frozen, the Disney animated film Frozen, but from a guy's perspective. How did you go getting the costume? I was up till 3.30 doing this. That's the kind of commitment we want to see from people. And you were sleeping till this morning while he did that. That is correct. That's commitment. It certainly is. <laughs> well, it's a great movie. And of course, the male side of Frozen isn't talked about all that much. So it's great to see you guys out there doing it. Oh, we've got one question. Rebels or Empire? Empire. Empire. As people that made an effort with their outfits, well, you partnered in anyway there, what's the worst outfit you've seen here? Has there been someone who really could lift their game a bit? I saw a guy come as himself. I saw one guy that I'm not sure if he was a fat Jedi or that dude who lives on the end of the North Watch up in Game of Thrones. You just couldn't tell. Whoever he was, he should be watching his carbs. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Wow. Just someone who's, who's come up to Tim here, and this has happened a, a few times, and there's other people that are in the MS community, and you've been touched by it and seeing Tim triggered something in you. Yeah, that's right. My mum has MS. Uh, she has for a number of years. But it's really good to see that he's still out there, like, getting around and being able to live life. Yes, having known Tim, it hasn't really slowed him down at all. It's just he goes as fast just on wheels. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give our regards to your mother. Will do. Someone's actually said my jacket's awesome, which is great. In my own mind, I'm actually Spike from Buffy, even though I look nothing like him. But in my own mind, that's my costume. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. What have you got there? It looks pretty special. This is a Victorian era outfit, which is usually worn by outdoorsmen. I got a gauntlet with a hidden blade. I've got a cane with two hidden blades, a pistol, and a kakari knife. Have you got a superpower at all, by the way? No, not really, unless you can count the eagle vision that all us assassins have, where we're able to see our targets from hundreds of meters away. Are you with the rebel or with the empire? Definitely be with the rebels. We've been doing some superheroes here. We've got a bit of an anti-hero here. You're dressed as the classic Robert De Niro taxi driver. You've got the mohawk and the ex-army jacket on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Travis Bickle. Travis Bickle. It's a pretty special costume, don't you think, Tim? Brilliant. I recognize you straight away. Mr. Bickle, it's just great to see you. With some of the younger fans, do people just think maybe you're a creepy guy hanging out? That is quite the possibility today. <laughs> there hasn't been many people that have said, hey, taxi driver. Well, there's been a few and it's been all right. Well, let's just have a little bit of the Harlem Nocturne from Taxi Driver at this moment. bumped into a future Bunga Bunga fan here. I notice you're not dressed up. I'm not dressed up, but I'm covered in tattoos that kind of go with it. So that's ah. my way of getting through the oh, world. So if anyone challenges you, you go, oh, yeah, I got permanent costume. Exactly, that's what I say, I got permanent costume. Go, <laughs> future Bunga Bunga fans, hopefully. Hey, who have you spotted in the crowd there, Tim? I've just spotted Thor, the mighty Thor. How do you do? I am well, thank you. I'm always a bit confused because I thought that the the, uh, the female version of Thor was it was a different goddess. It is. I thought there was a female Viking goddess that was just as badass as Thor and was a goddess of the battlefield. <laughs> I think there might be, but in Marvel's comic book, okay. rather than the Norse, Norse legend. Right. Yeah. Describe your outfit for us. Of course, there's one hell of a hammer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the hammer does weigh one and a half kilos. Do you pick it up? They could go, oh, wow. It's made out of leather, vegan or vegetarian leather. So it is vegan type of leather. You hear that, Tim? Vegetarian leather. <laughs> vegetarian leather. 
real vegetarians <laughs> had to die to make that leather. <laughs> yes. How many hours do you reckon you can handle being in this costume for? It will be today. <laughs> Here on Bunga Bunga, we are asking the question, rebels or empire? Rebels. Is it this fighting spirit you like, is it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so you hear that? Tim Thor's down with the rebels. Oh, Thor, you gods just can't be trusted. <laughs> We've spotted someone from afar there, Tim. What's that character you see there? It's the Winter Soldier, Captain America's friend slash frenemy. Describe your costume for our listeners at home. It's a Winter Soldier costume from the second Captain America movie. And did you make it? I made all of it except for I bought the pants and I bought the shoes. How many hours are we up late at night? Oh, I don't know how many in total, but there were so many hours. I started back um, before Christmas. My mum helped me a lot making the jacket because I'm not that great a sewer. I hand sewed the mask because that's basically the only sewing I know. I moulded it onto wire so I could shape it. So I glued wire onto it and then I moulded that onto the fabric. You constructed it. Tim, you spotted this costume from away. You noticed it was quality. Oh yeah, big fan of the Winter Soldier who is emerging as one of the most interesting of the Avenger-related characters. Is there something about that character that resounds with you? Yeah, it's something about not only the way he acts, something so different and so dark. There's something there that he's trying to get back. If you had to choose between the Rebel or the Empire, what would you go for? <laughs> Rebel, of course. <laughs> okay. Finally, another Batman. Not the usual Batman. This is a very particular kind of Batman. Well, this Batman is from the recent excitement where Batman is thinking, I think, of the future in Batman versus Superman. So this is a Batman to be, am I right? I hope so. I want to see more of that incarnation. The apocalypse Batman. You've added an extra layer of hotness to the costume by having a leather jacket over the Batman <laughs> prototype outfit. Yeah. It's not pleasant right now, I'll tell you what. I'm having a swim right now as we speak. Okay, how many hours you reckon you'd be able to handle it for? I've been going since... 8.30 this morning. I'm going good. You're going to lose a few pounds today. I am, I am. This is my cardio for today. Excuse me, sir. I see you're wearing the Shatner costume. Why did you go with the Shatman costume today? Because I'm a Trekkie. What do you think of Voyager? Not as good as the original ones. I'm very much a Shatner fan myself. In fact, I even like TJ Hooker as far as the Shatner work goes. I couldn't wear the Shatner one. I had to go with the blue one. It's a hard skivvy to fill. Right you are. Tim? Well, Shatner's the one you got to go with. You've made the perfect choice because Star Trek began with him and I'm sure Shatner will return. If yes. not this decade, but in the next decade or the one following, you just look at what Snapchat can do. Yeah. We'll be able to Snapchat Shatner. a distinct lack of Star Trek stuff here. Star Trek, I guess the uniforms in Star Trek are not as interesting as some of the uh, other characters, particularly the fantasy characters. I guess Star Wars has taken a bit of its crown there with the movies of Star Wars being much more powerful than the incarnation of Star Trek. None of them get laid. If you're not going to get laid, you might as well dress like someone from Star Wars. Hello, my name's Maynard, this is Tim, we're from the Bunga Bunga podcast and you're the, only the second Fez we've seen. <laughs> so you're a Matt Smith fan? No. 
You just gave her that costume, did you? Yeah, we're more of a David Tennant fans. You're a bit of a Doctor Who family, are you? Yeah, oh, all, all, all fans. I think the fez is very fetching. Compared to some of the other costumes that are around here, it's the most practical. Yeah. We, we try to do matching outfits. Brown is the outfit. Brown's the theme. Walking Dead and Doctor Who. Walking Dead and Doctor Who, they're all in. One thing about yeah. Doctor Who costumes and Walking Dead is that you haven't got a rubber leotard to wear, you're not going to yeah. overheat, exactly. you're not looking silly, you can get a cab home. And everyone knows who you are as yeah. well. Well, Tim, Bunga Bunga 30, an amazing experience with the fans. It turned out to be a real Bunga Bunga fan hunt, didn't it? They were everywhere. It was just exhausting. So much fun meeting so many people with so much passion for the people they've come dressed as. I love the Cinderella and her godmother because they both had so much passion for the outfits. And the two guys who turned yes. up dressed as Frozen yes. characters. And Beautiful. just like the Cinderella, they'd been up all night making their costume as well. In fact, you could tell the ones that'd been all up night making their costumes because they had the best ones. In an Australian society that prides itself on being understated, it's great to see people walking around dressed as the cop from Walking Dead, where it looks understated, but then again, hang on, no, it's the cop from Walking Dead. Wasn't the Punisher guy hot? Oh, Punisher. <laughs> He'd done all his sit-ups and push-ups, but again, there he is walking around in one of the few places where he can walk around dressed as that particular superhero without being laughed at. We want to thank everyone who's been having around with us. Thank you for joining us on Bunker Bunker. Maynard.com.au Hey you! 